Why I Went Soul Searching by Princess Corrado I cheated. We just celebrated our second year anniversary and three months later, I cheated. For someone who had an anti-cheater pact with her girls, this was totally nerve-wracking for me. Being in a society that looked down on cheaters didn't make me feel either better. The radio DJ says, once a cheater, always a cheater. More than the act itself, the worst part is that after cheating, I wasn't sorry. I felt bad for hurting my boyfriend, yes, but as I looked deep inside me, if I had a chance to do it all over again, the truthful answer is, I would. My boyfriend then and I had a beautiful love story. He was my first love and I've looked up to him since I was nine. When I was in high school, we'd sneak out of the house in the middle of the night and make out under the moonlight. He was older than me, which made it thrilling. He waited for me to turn 18 before officially asking me to be his girl. All the butterflies in my stomach fluttered as I said yes. Yes, I was in love. I was in love in the way I knew love to be then. The good morning texts and the good night calls, asking how your day went, the gifts and the birthday surprises, the dates. Slowly, it all became routine. The thrill wore off. I felt he became complacent because he already had me. And things started to go haywire. From being an inspiration to my studies, he turned into a distraction. From seeing him as my knight in shining armor, he turned out to be a total douche. The relationship that used to hold me started to break me. Soon enough, we were on the rocks, slowly breaking apart. But society said, when things are broken, you fix them and not throw them away. And so I was willing to fix things for the sake of our love story. <laughs> Pathetic, right? My young self thought it was too beautiful to throw away. Even if it doesn't make me happy anymore, I chose to stay. That summer, my girlfriend and I went on a beach trip to one of the most beautiful beaches in the world, El Nido Palawan. They had no idea what I was going through. Waking up to a view of limestone rock formations and a heavy heart inside weren't a good combination for barcada trips. I was supposed to be the cheerful type in the group, so I didn't want to ruin the mood. But it also meant I didn't get my much-needed girl talk throughout the four days. Puerto Princesa's tiny airport was jam-packed. Flights were delayed, tourists were all over the place, there was no place to sit, and I could feel eyes looking at our group. We were five girls styled in our di five different personalities. There was this good-looking blonde guy seated on top of the table and our eyes met. He said, I like your hair. Can I have a picture with you? <laughs> 
my eyes twinkled, my friend's jaws dropped, and my heart fell. I literally felt like I met Prince Charming. He came to me with the battle scars he earned from trying to find me. He said he spent a month in Puerto Princesa, so I asked, Have you been to the underground river? What other tourist spots have you been to? I haven't been to any, he said. So what have you been up to? Oh, we built a school for children. Oh my god. My heart. He told us stories behind his tattoos and our hearts just kept melting. Then my friend asked, What Filipino words have you learned? He answered, Salamat po, mahal kita, and maganda. He turned to me and continued, Ka. <laughs> oh my god, you did not. We talked more in private and before I knew it, I was sharing my dreams to a complete stranger. He made me laugh. A lot. I haven't laughed that way the whole year before this trip. He made me sing. I haven't sang in a while. He gave me smiles that reached my ears. Everything was going so well but we knew it had to end. It was boarding time. We were taking separate planes. Before going, he said, Promise me you'll never give up on your dreams. I was like, You did not just take my heart away. <laughs> We got back to Manila, and while recalling what just happened, guilt seeped in. I had a laugh with someone I literally just met two hours ago. My heart melted over and over in a span of delayed flight hours. On top of that, he made me promise to not give up on my dreams. Who the hell does that? Not even my boyfriend said that. And so, the comparison began. At this point, I wasn't guilty of anything told myself I was just on a high cause it's not every day I get to meet someone like him. I even had the guts to tell my boyfriend I met this guy in the airport. But the following day, the unimaginable happened. He missed his flight. He is in Manila for another two days. And he's staying at a hotel 20 minutes away from me. Oh, my heart pumped. And I didn't think twice. This is the only chance I'll ever get to be with him. I took all the money I have left from my trip and went to him. And later that night, I found myself in his hotel suite on the 21st floor. He pulled the curtains to the side to give us an obstructed view of Makati City's nightlights. His forearm was leaning against the glass window, and I stared at his brown eyes while I held a glass of rum coke. We endlessly talked about our fears, our dreams, how life has been treating us so far. 
I swear, I still ask myself, was I really not in a movie? <laughs> he profoundly asked me, would you take life with me right now? At that point, I just saved the drama and moral analysis for later. He kissed me and I kissed back. The rest of the night was history. Judgment days were up ahead. I was too easy to get. I didn't value my commitment to my boyfriend. I put that beautiful love story to waste. Upon all the good things he has done for me, I returned the favor with this. I knew exactly that what I was doing was wrong, but I did it anyway. I was supposed to hate cheaters, but now look at me, I'm one of them. I broke up with my boyfriend a few days after. Let's say I were in my good morals and right conduct class, and this situation came up as an essay question. I knew exactly what to answer, so I would get a perfect score. But why is it that when I was in that situation in real life, I chose the wrong answer? societal norms that have turned into my beliefs are they really what I believe in do they reflect the real me or did I just end up believing in them because everyone else's does was it merely because of a pact I had with my girls does an act became right or wrong based on the number of people who support it and the number of people who are against it I spent many nights staring at the ceiling, asking myself these questions, admitting the wrong I've done. I've tried so hard to find even just a hint of regret within me, but I couldn't. This fact disgusted me. A year later, I took a solo trip to Cambodia to visit Angkor Wat. This place had been my dream since Tomb Raider. I walked around the temples and meditated. I stared at sunrises and sunsets. I sat on the edge of a century-old rocks to try to find a different perspective. Did I cheat? Yes. Am I a cheater? No. One wrong act is not enough to label or define me. Did cheating mean I didn't love my boyfriend? No, it does not nullify the feelings I had for him which made me say yes to the relationship. Was it love with the blonde guy? There was Galig, definitely, but it wasn't necessarily love for him. It was self-love. I realized everything that happened was necessary for me to understand my worth. I deserve to be with a guy who makes me laugh and sing. I deserve to be cherished as the princess that I am. I deserve someone who doesn't take my love and care for granted. Sometimes we get busy trying to do what society had taught us and we end up losing ourselves. But thank God we can search for our soul again, 
fill up our own love tanks so that we may fully love again.